Hello everybody, it's Graham Cove with my music, bringing you music live from all over the world. And today I'm going to, I'm a bit black at the moment, I'm going to go pink. How about that? That's better. I feel like I'm brightened up the day now. Uh, in a minute, I'm going to be speaking uh, to my friend here all the way from, where are you coming from? Uh, London. London, which isn't that far, but it, it's a million <laughs> miles from here. Uh Tantrum. Uh, but first, we're going to watch this video from Analog Trash. Please do enjoy it. Did you enjoy that, sir? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, it was good, it was wasn't it? It was, it was banging, kind of yeah. your kind of thing, banging, yeah. Um, you know, slight yes. punk attitude to it. Uh, right. where, where, where did music start for you? Oh, like um, going back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I've been playing in bands since I was 11. Uh, I started with the drums and then we went to the bass and other instruments and somehow ended up with a guitar and shouting into the microphone. Shouting into so, the microphone. Yes. <laughs> do you see, I was, I was going to ask you that, do you see yourself as a singer or do you see yourself as a kind of anti-singer? <laughs> a shouter, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I've had a few lessons. I um, live with someone who is very vocally um, advanced, shall we say. But uh, yeah, those lessons haven't really rubbed off yet. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> they they haven't worked yet. But for now, I'm just shouting. Well, there's a lot to shout about in the world, isn't there? I'd, and yeah. ultimately, is you know. There's a there's a kind of political undertow to your music, uh, albeit you know with a sense of fun as well. Uh, you know what what motivates you to make the music that you make? Uh, yeah, I mean uh, it's something I've been doing for a long time, and uh, it's not always political. But um, I mean, you know, you can argue as people have before that personal is political, but. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those things that I just have to do. Otherwise, things would be rather meaningless <laughs> in my life. But it's just the way of of, of living, really. Yeah, that's, that's do, it. Do me. you when you're when you're constructing your songs? Do you try and make sure that there's an element of the song which is fun as well, even if you've got a, a you know a statement to make? Absolutely. I mean, in this band in particular, fun is kind of the main driving force because, as you probably know, there's not much money in this. So if we um, can have fun together, you know, playing, then that's, um, you know, we've, we've achieved what, uh, what we set out to achieve. And if we can share this fun with people, even better. Yeah. And how did the songs start? Are you a wordsmith first? No, I mean, uh, usually it starts with a beat. Um, I guess my first instrument was 
the drums. So it's a beat that I program and then layer on the guitars and bass. And uh, uh, finally, uh, the vocals come last. Um, yeah. So yeah, if that's the case, then, if that's the case, how often is there kind of a guide vocal in there first, which is just kind of gibberish? And then how much of it stays as whatever you sang initially over the top of it or how much of it then changes? Well, I, I'm going to um, kind of admit to something here. Maybe people will uh, disagree with this approach, but uh, since we started a couple of years ago, I've been using AI to start the songwriting process. Um, there That's is a couple of, yeah, there are a couple of uh, websites free that you can use. You just kind of enter keywords and a mood. And then it gives you, you know, lyrics that kind of become the the, the, the starting point. Yeah. So can you um, can you tell us what those which which sites you are using? Uh, I use mostly a website that's called These Lyrics Don't Exist. So if you, <laughs> if you if you Google that, you will you will find it, and it's so fun to play with. But, you know, even though it, it gives you kind of lyrics that you can start working on, um, you still have to kind of sit with the rhythm of the song and, uh, you know, the structure and make them into your own. But, you know, people have used different methods of starting the creative process. And uh, I suppose this is what does it for me. Well, hang, hang on. I mean, it's not a million miles away from, you know, what Bowie was doing with exactly. just write, writing a stream of, consciousness and then cutting it up and then repasting it in a different yeah. order you know i think everybody that looks at ai it's a, and this is quite an interesting conversation everybody that looks at ai and goes well it's killing creativity it kills creativity when people are lazy with it mm. i agree yeah. Yeah? yeah whereas actually if you use ai as a creative tool and you work with it surely that actually just is another tool like you know a, a pencil is a you know a, a something that you use to start drawing an idea that's in your head yeah. or a paintbrush is something that you use to start a painting or you know it's exactly you still have to kind of start with a general topic of the song or a feel of your keywords in order to get some ideas but it's not the it's not the final product, really. You still have to, to, to spend time working on it, but it gives you an idea of how it may eventually look like. I, I love the title of that website. Have you ever thought about actually just ripping that and using that as a title of a song? The, the, <laughs> the lyrics of next this song. don't exist. <laughs> yeah, next song. next song. The lyrics of this don't exist. I mean, that's great. That could that could be a, a song and a half yeah, right there. Absolutely. Yeah. What would that song be about? <laughs> oh, um, maybe about the creative process itself. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a deconstruction of the creative process, and actually, yeah. you know, and it, what 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 is the as an artist getting stuff out there these days? What what's the hardest part of the process for you? Is is it actually producing the songs or then what comes after in terms of actually having to tell the world about all of this etc yeah uh, telling the world about it is it's hard because 
you know, there's so many options out there, either online or offline, and you kind of have to um, convince people that they should dedicate two minutes of their lives to you. And how you do that, it's uh, quite tricky sometimes. Um, I think I think for us, um, you know, having fun and trying to communicate this fun idea of fun with people is how we do it. And hopefully it works. But uh, yeah, it's the hardest bit, you know, writing, producing and all that is fun. It's interesting to a musician, I suppose, but marketing, <laughs> maybe not so much. Do you feel that you, as as someone that has to then do that, do you feel like you have to be or put on a mask or be somebody else at times in order to, to actually accentuate, you know, and get this out there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even, even on stage, you know, <laughs> I look at the videos, of us performing and I'm thinking who is this guy you know <laughs> shouting <laughs> that, that's not me really <laughs> but you can't have to do that in order to put the point across and kind of dig deep into your you know psyche to find something that people can relate to and uh, it's sometimes difficult but that's well let's, let's talk about the, the new song tell everybody what it's called so, it's called don't be a fascist Okay, so there's an, an immediately as you as soon as you mention the word fascist, there's that 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 brings up, you know, sort of emotions and feelings and whatever within people. What what what's the you know what was the crux behind this song? Well, um, I guess there are two main kind of themes to this. Um, the first one is kind of my concern of all the um shall i call it right-wing ideologies getting some traction in our world and that's a bit worrying and also um, um extreme ideologies kind of have tendency to uh destroy friendships relationships i've seen it happen a few times before so that's one kind of uh theme the other theme is about language itself and how we use language and especially um you know my kind of immigrant background and how uh, basically it's about um where my mother comes from and how they speak and it's very interesting to me that they use their native language with lots of borrowed words from other languages and uh almost like a tribute to my mother i suppose <laughs> i uh, wrote the lyrics to include english and other languages as well as a form of kind of punctuation i suppose yeah. Uh, so yeah there are two main themes one is maybe political one is if you want to call it linguistic but, yeah it, 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 did any of it come from kind of personal perspective as well i mean it, you know did you struggle growing up in terms of the way that people spoke to you etc uh yeah i mean uh, i've seen in my childhood um because uh, maybe some of your listeners will remember what happened uh in the balkans in the 90s uh that's where i'm from and i've seen the rise i saw the rise of extreme uh, nationalism you know boarding with fascism <laughs> it wasn't much fun and uh, since then i've been very kind of um against 
that sort of ideology. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, most of our songs are not as political as this one, but I thought for this one, let's be brave. Let's uh, uh, let's be even cheeky in a way and just uh, kind of do something something that pops, I suppose. Yeah. Is there, is there a sense as well in which, you know, all you feel that all of us can be fascists in the way that we speak to people, if we're, if we're not careful, if in the way that, you know, we maybe undermine people? I think it's easy for a regular person to kind of fall into that trap of um, kind of populist right-wing ideology. I've seen it happen some really decent nice normal people go all the way mm. to the right <laughs> and i think we need to be just careful and aware of how what we do and how we speak how it might affect uh, people because ultimately i don't think people are evil um you know everyone wants to well, most people want to be nice to each other and helpful and all that. So we just kind of need to be a bit more aware yeah. of how we impact. Is there, a, is there a, when, when was it written? Uh, the song itself was written about a couple of years ago in okay. the summer. Was it, was there, so given, given when it was written, then was, is there an element in which it partially came out of Brexit? as well <laughs> uh, you know for yeah. me for me you know watching brexit unfold and actually watching a lot of sort of documentaries on tv where uh it was clear that a lot of people didn't really understand what it was that they were voting for absolutely i mean um there were probably as many reasons to vote for Brexit as there were Brexit voters, really. So everyone had their own little fantasy, you know, what it might be, what it might look like. Some of it didn't sound too bad, to be honest with you. I know people who thought with, you know, moving out of the EU, we will have better workers' rights, we will have better environment, uh, environmental laws and all of that. But I just thought at the time, well, look at our leaders. Do you really think they would, you know, um, help regular people? Yeah, I wasn't so sure. And I, I, I think, you know, being frank, I think there was a lot of racism, uh, wrapped, some, yeah. yeah, wrapped up in in some some areas of Brexit as well, but and misunderstanding, as I say. Yeah. I mean, you know. Some some of the most interesting TV programs were where people sort of were pointed at pointing at uh, you know people from different ethnic groups and going well that's the reason we're voting Brexit and actually those people weren't from Europe at all yes. <laughs> you know and it yeah, was just I, I remember that yeah <laughs> you know un unbelievable what what's uh, what's sort of next on the agenda for for, for you yeah immediately in september we have quite a busy month with uh, live shows um to um in kind of in and around london and then we're going to germany to do a little mini tour um when we come back uh, we have another single to to come out and do the video and all that uh this one isn't as obviously political as this one as, as the last one but um 
we'll see how we're gonna spin it <laughs> but uh, that's for the future and after that um, i mean we kind of progressed from being purely studio project during lockdown the lockdowns uh to being mostly a live band so we're always looking for for, for new opportunities to play live that's cool uh, what what would people expect to see if they come to see tantrum centrum live uh, lots of energy, lots of um, fun and kind of friendship between the four of us on stage that usually just kind of, I mean, I'm trying to find the words here for this, but we do project it into the audience and it kind of shows our uh, energy and ease and, and sense of humor um, and really kind of tight performance as well. All together, I think, creates some sort of, if you wish, party atmosphere that people can usually dance to. Exactly. And why, why, yeah. why wouldn't you want to do that, etc.? Exactly, yeah. Um, we haven't sort of... Uh, no, I, I want to do that quickly before we, we have to go, but I haven't sure. kind of touched in terms of maybe what you're, you are listening to at the moment. What is there anything that you, you know, your, is on your playlist at the moment that's... Kind of sparking um, interest for you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I have to admit, the bands I listen to are mostly the bands I know personally. So I know it's not very adventurous, maybe, but we know a lot of people here and a lot of underground bands. Uh, I, I really like people like uh, Punk Disco from East London. Um, I recently discovered a Belgian band called The Rats which are doing some really interesting post-punk stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, I always go back to, to, to the old kind of favorites, um, Public Image Limited and bands like that. But, um, you know, it's kind of a comfort to, to listen to that. <laughs> what, what was it about that sort of like neo-punk era that, that really sort of touched a nerve with you, sort of, I suppose, as you were developing your, your music here? Yeah, what I liked about it, um, you know, kind of post-punk and uh, No Wave from, from New York and all that kind of uh, sound was this sense of adventure of, you know, anything goes, you can experiment, you can play with sounds, arrangements, instrumentation, and still put it in, in, in kind of a coherent um, package that people enjoy. So it was kind of very, very um, inspirational and liberating I suppose. yeah and you enjoyed sonically you enjoyed the fact that, that there was still that kind of punk ethos to it and you know delivery to it but but Absolutely. it was mixing the electronic sounds the newer electronic sounds in there as well yeah yeah definitely i mean uh to me punk isn't really about specific type of music it's more of an attitude or uh, artistic philosophy if you will uh, of of just you know being free to to do whatever you want and that's a perfect thing to do. Thank you so Lovely. much for joining me today. Oh, to thank you very to much your, for having your me. Music. Yeah, pleasure. Um, yeah. If people, if you haven't checked out Tantrum Centrum music yet, we will put the links to the music uh, as this goes out. So please do check it out. If you've enjoyed it, then share it with a friend because that's the way that the music goes around. Uh, this has been Graham Cove with my music. I hope you've enjoyed this interview today. If you have, again, please share this with other people as well. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for coming Thank and having a chat.
Uh, we'll see you again soon with yet another Thanks, my music. Bye for now. All right.